Welcome to Beholder's Eye Season 3. I'm Alex. I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. Evil has come to the Great Isle. Amidst a civil war, a holy war, and a threat of imperial invasion, only one group can bring this all to an end. One way or another. They are the Chaos Quartet. Zalara of Sin Ilnor. Blessed of Shamhara, world-protecting, elven druid monk. Garen Kelso, dimension-hopping vagabond, high elf bladesinger. A.P.U. Warforged fighter. Mole Urzog, cleric of St. Allegis. Who wants to let us know what happened last episode? I can. Um, so... Last episode, we uh, had popped out of the meeting with Ta'aman. I don't know, the more hostage negotiation of ourselves as the hostages with Ta'aman. Uh, join me or die was kind of the, the thing. The vibe. In, mm-hmm. Yeah, into uh, our own personal private sanctum that had been hollowed. Uh, we had to make a pretty split second decision as to what we were doing from there since we had stolen the ring. Um, We decided that running out of the place so that we can just kind of get back to um, Kalendor would be the best option. And then we proceeded to try and destroy the ring. Um, We then had a skill challenge that went off without a hitch. Um, First time in history. Yeah, we destroyed the ring. Um, So we destroyed part of Ta'amon's soul. I don't know, essence. Um, not quite sure. Um, hopefully it doesn't kill all the people that live within Ta'aman, but whatever. A big hand then conjured itself into existence, um, and started to attack the Crystal Tower, um, and we then proceeded to bring a random person who just showed up, who kind of (laughs) refuses to go and hide like somebody should, um, to a door that Mole kind of instantly created into there. So... That's where we're at. Uh, oh, and we opened the door and then got sprayed with red horribleness. Yep, and that's where we will begin. Go ahead, and uh, you guys will get sprayed with the horribleness of the red blood as it's coming over you, and it's coming out in a 40-foot cone, so it's just, like, shooting straight out. So, first thing it's going to do is it shoots out. Everybody give me a constitution saving throw, DC 14. Uh, 23. 16. 13. <laughs> Critical fail. Or a one. Okay. For three in total. So, both of you will take seven points of damage. Not too bad. Ouch. The uh, blood now seems to be attached to you. And it feels <laughs> like you have somebody speaking to you in your head. Like a high-pitched whine at all times. I'm guessing we can't cast anything concentration. <laughs> Um, no, no, um, you, you'll see here it's in a second. Annoying. Let's go ahead and roll okay. initiative, guys. So it would be enough worth noting as well. That doesn't seem to stick to the appearance of Wicker. It's just underneath. Yeah, it would go onto him, but it wouldn't go onto the actual. So really, nobody would know that you have it on you. Yeah, but it's worth noting. So I'm not rolling well so far. <laughs> three for the initiative. 18. RIP, Wicker. We didn't even know you. <laughs> All right. So, to begin off the round, we have Mole Urzogs. 
Okay. Um, are there there things that look so like the blood is kind of attacking us? Is that what it feels like? Yeah, it looks like this blood has covered um, two of your, well, covered, covered at least one, covered Zalara, and that's only part of it. There's still another part of it. Sorry, I didn't describe this well at all. There's still a, another, like, huge pool of it on the ground that, though flowing and clearly liquid, also seems to be moving together as though it is intelligent. Okay, um, then uh, Mole is going to... Uh, cast the spell spirit guardians um i'm gonna make some spiritual guardians come into existence um so i'm casting those um mole basically like they kind of pray over their holy symbol and they call forth uh spirits of saint Allegius to protect them so i'm assuming kind of we've described them as angelic beings before with <laughs> wielding hammers um, and they're gonna fly around him in a 15 foot, uh, distance, um, just kind of around and they are going to do damage to enemies within 15 feet of me, uh, for 18. They need to make a wisdom saving throw though, um, or take 18 damage. Okay. So, um, you cast the spell and the angelic creatures start attacking it. Um, the blood seems to seep into the ground and moves out of sight. Okay. Um, so any enemies within uh, 15 feet of me um, at the start of their turn also take damage, just, just so we know for, for future rounds. Unless they pass the check? Yeah, they, they, all, they have to take the check basically every time. Okay, cool. All right. Are you done? Are you still going? Um, I think I'm going to use my movement to start moving in, I think. Um, um, so, yeah, that's that's Mole. Okay. So Mole starts to go into the tower because you can make it in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the point is uh, we'll fight this off as we go. Um, I want to destroy this before it damages the crystal towers too much because I don't know what that could possibly do. All right. So you, you move into the tower itself. You find yourself in a, what you would uh, kind of think of just any normal tower of this size. It's, it's a dark stairwell. It's dank. On the stone steps, you see moss from time. Um, there are even a few glowing fungi and the residue of whatever that blood was cover the floor. But there's a spiral staircase leading up. Alright, it's now your turn, Zalara. Okay, so the mass body seems to have disappeared. Um, can I... Do I have a sense for which direction it is? Because I'm apparently connected to it? No, you're not sure. Well, that's not gonna work, because I have to be able to see the damn thing. Okay. <laughs> you do have, you know, the, the blood and stuff covering your body. So, mm -hmm. and it is attached to it. So you can see if, <laughs> if it's just a visual, you can actually see the blood because it's covering you. Well, I mean, will you let me ring a prismatic spray the blood off of my body without doing damage to myself? No, but you I can do it. I didn't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, Alex, you're being nice today. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, I think barring anything that I can see to attack, um, I don't have any way to get like water. I don't have prestidigitation. I got nothing to get this stuff off of me. Uh huh. Um, could I? potentially use lesser restoration no i don't know that i would think to do that you if I'm you're trying just trying to clean myself just get it off of you yeah um 
at the end of your turn, you do get another DC 14 constitution save, which is effectively trying to do that if you're just trying okay. to get it off. So you can do anything else you want this turn before okay. then. Okay, never mind. I was thinking that would be a whole action. Um, okay, so then if the stuff is soaked into the earth, I'm going to erupting earth it. Um, okay. It's probably going to hurt us, but, you know, I'm pissed and not thinking straight. So... It needs to take a DC. Okay, I, I just want to make sure you, I mean, you're putting a 20-foot cube down. That's mm-hmm. going to hit just about everybody except for uh, Mole right now. Oh, that's true. I don't know that I would do that. Yeah. Never mind. Um. Well, I... Uh, you can just run. <laughs> I could just run. Um, I guess I'll go inside the tower because okay. if this is the last thing we have to do to destroy, I'll just go in. All right, you're going in. Uh, you see the same room as I mentioned before. Now, you haven't taken an action. Um, if you wanted to, uh, you know, use the rest of your turn as a dash, you could go up the steps or or you could just hold. That's a very Zalara thing to do. Mm-hmm. She would definitely r- rush in. <laughs> no plan, just run in. All right, you run up the steps and you find yourself opening the front door to your house in Sen El Noor. You look around, you see your father there, smiling. At the same time, your brain goes in that high-pitched sound. It says, this is not real. Look into your palm and you will see the truth. And as you look down, you're, you're, you're thinking, what, what are you talking, you know, what is this voice? What's going on? This is confusing. But you find yourself looking down at the palm of your hand regardless, as though you have no control over it. And does a, does an 18 hit you? No, my armor class is 19 now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. So you're looking down at the palm of your hand and suddenly some blood pools out of your skin, stigmata style. And then from that, it starts to glow. It shoots out directly at you. This necrotic bolt lets you just dodge at the last second. That jars you enough. Go ahead. Give me that con save. DC 14. <laughs> 13. Exact same roll. And you hear that voice in your head said don't worry you'll join us all right it is now your turn garen all right so the blood went underneath so i can't really see anything that's directly impeding my path right so nothing i will run in i guess following zalara up the stairs and then i'm going to use Make sure how that works. I'm going to use Big B's hand as a, um, what is the correct term? Um, basically as a wall to protect or like to stop the, like if the ooze comes up to just kind of like hold it down or something. Like okay. it's a interposing hand, I think is what it's called. Oh, right, right. Okay, cool. All right, so you run in. Now you follow Zalara up to the next flight or the uh, mm-hmm. yeah, next landing. All right, so Garen, you do that. You have Bigby's hand down protecting against the ooze. You run up the spiral staircase and you find yourself in a small cell. It's very familiar. You feel alone. You're in pain. And you hear the voice of Father Koenig saying, Is that you, my son? Have you wakened to meet the day? And we will cut to the blood's turn. So as of right now, Wicker is outside. He's got some blood on him. He's the newest member to just kind of glom onto the team, much like the blood glommed onto him. And uh, we do have uh, Zalara and Garen both within some kind of magical realm on the second floor. And finally, we have Mole at the bottom of the tower itself. 
Um, so the blood will leap out of the ground and throw itself back into the tower, trying to cover um, Mole. So go ahead, give me a DC 14 constitution save. Okay. Um, six. <laughs> okay. All right. Then I'll go ahead and, um, yep. Yeah, I mean, so, so you're covered in that and... Well, I mean, that, that's it for its turn. It is now your turn, Wicker. I would like to use Prestidigitation to try and clear the blood off me that I can feel, but can't see because it just goes up. All right. So you cast pres Prestidigitation um, on the blood that's glommed onto you, but it doesn't actually clear it off. Good to know. Um, then I will move into the tower with everyone else. Okay. So you move into the tower with everyone else. You see the half-orc cleric there just covered in blood. It seems to be crawling over him just as much as it's crawling over you. Um, what else are you going to do? Uh, that's all he'll do for his turn. All right. So it's a con save, right? Yep, con save DC 14. 18. All right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I, I missed my turn there. The bad guy's got to do something before the bad guy gets to act because they're you're, it's a little puppet. All right, go ahead and... Oh, wait, I'm sure this probably doesn't hit. DC 17? Or yeah, that AC hits. 17. AC 17, that's right, you're not APU anymore. All right. I'm not APU, I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on 15 AC at the minute. I feel so exposed. I could... Shall you shield? I'm going to use shield. Welcome to the mortal realm. I'm going to use shield, so that doesn't hit. I'm on AC 20 now. Okay, so... What happens is you look down at your hand too. Very similar situation. You have the stigmata again, except this time, instead of it being a necrotic bolt, teeth start to form out of the blood. And you see this little bulbous creature that's all divots and wet skin come jumping out and try and bite you in the face. Luckily, you dodge at the last second before it then collapses back into your hand, screeching, hurt, hungry for your blood. <laughs> Lovely. All right. And can, can I use that? Can I use that roll? Oh yeah. Now you can do the roll. Now you can do the roll. Yes. Can, can I use the one I would have succeeded? Um, <laughs> or do I roll again? Oh yeah. No, no. That's fine. It succeeded. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, so I rolled an eighteen. All right. So the uh, creature seems to scream, hungry for your blood, and then with your will and your strength, you're able to force it out. Mole, in front of you, you see this new fire genasi uh, companion covered in the, the blood for a second and then it goes away and then all of a sudden you see like like play-doh through a, a colander you just see like blood kind of shoot out in these um uh, long strings from what it looks like underneath his skin but it's not disturbing his visage at all it's very strange strange image okay that's not great okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is just an innocent, like, person. Um, okay, yep. Yeah. Um, Mole's going to do kind of an old faithful, um, and burn higher level spell slot, uh, cause this kind of person has just been pulled into this and I don't really know what they're here for. Um, Mole is going to, uh, <laughs> cast Sanctuary on them. Um, because it seems like there's something legitimately like really bad going on to them. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to ward them with sanctuary. So if they're, if they take an attack or a harmful spell, the, the, whatever's attacking them needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Um, and we'll see if that works, um, to help them out a little bit. So I'm going to use a third level spell slot to cast that. Um, I have three spells left. 
that's it. Um, yep. And Mole is then going to continue to start running in. Um, we're trying to find whatever the heart of this place is to destroy it. That's that's the that's the intent here. Um, Single-minded focus right now. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that happens. Um, oh, and Mole will yell out to him: um, "Stay safe and don't attack anything. You'll be safe <laughs> as long as that happens." And just go. <laughs> Do you say anything to him, Wicker? I'm not a fan of horror stories. He like wipes his hands. <laughs> and then I guess at the end of that, I'm going to uh, I'll cast a spell because I'm looking really bad right now. I might die. Um, and that was just a bonus action. I should use an action. Um, I'm going to cast uh, the spell uh, regenerate because that's that's the one I got right now. I've only got a couple of spell slots. So um, I'm going to heal 48 plus 15. Oh, damn. So I'm going to heal 35 hit points. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. So that brings me up to a safe thing. And then so I, um, I also regenerate a hit point at the beginning of, of each of my turns um, from now on. And anything that would have been like harmed or anything like kind of instantly starts to heal up as my body naturally starts to reforge itself. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we should uh, probably mention that everybody's level 13 now. We didn't really cover that, but that's why Mole is suddenly <laughs> yeah. outstanding. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, so um, while that's happening, or, or you, you do all of that, you run up to the next floor and you find yourself standing in the great hall in Crux itself the seat of the church's power. You are standing there on trial. You're cuffed. You have all of the archbishops staring down at you, many of the cardinals and other bishops as well, in stadium seating, very elaborate, high vaulted ceiling, stained glass. It's a gorgeous building, but right now it feels intimidating. You hear the voice in your head say, Look up, look up to Theos. And you find yourself looking toward the ceiling itself. As you do, you feel pain in your forehead. It feels like there's a spot where your third eye would be. It's just pressure and blood starts to form there. And um, give me, I'm sure this is probably not gonna hit. Um, DC seven or AC 17? Yeah, that does nowhere close. 23. Okay, <laughs> I didn't think so. All right, so what- uh, I'm what the you... tank now, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, you felt that pressure and then you heard kind of a squeal, like an animal uh, screeching, like a small rodent. And you see this like long kind of cord, muscly cord um, come out of your forehead and start with, it's, it looks like almost like an eel, but made of your flesh come down with these sharp teeth and start biting at your neck. Luckily, you're able to dodge it and keep your mind about you, even though this terrifying thing is happening. Um, go ahead, give me a constitution DC 14 saving throw to see if you can get this out of you. <laughs> Crit fail for a three. No. <laughs> nope, that's staying in there. All right. Zalara. Mm-hmm. You're okay. standing there? Standing at the door to my house. Um, Your father's seen you? Um, hmm, 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 hmm. I know he's dead. I just went through a whole thing with, like, all these people are my people. And so I know that this is bullshit. Um, so I'm going to stand there. I'm not going to say anything. Um, but could uh, stillness of mind help me with attempting to get rid of whatever this blood thing is going on? Um, I, as a monk, I can use my action to end an effect on yourself that's causing you to be charmed or frightened. 
No, because that's not, um, this isn't charming you to be, this, you're not, well, wait, 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 hold on. Let me see. What's the language say? Because, I mean, obviously it's happening regardless, even though I'm an elf, but like, it's kind of a mind thing. So yeah, it's, it's more of a physical control. It's actually okay, it's literally physical. control. It's physically manipulating your mind through your blood. Okay. okay. It's a really messed up creature. I didn't even create this one. This is straight out of the D&D. Lovely. All right. So I can't, uh, hum. If it's physically affecting me, I recognize this, and I know that's not my father. I'm not going to attack it. Nope, that wouldn't be something Zalara would do. Um, I think I'm going to turn around and try to get out of this room and try to go back to find my friends or something. So okay, I turn around and I go try to find something to attack. Basically, <laughs> like okay, well you turn around and you're in the middle of Sin El Nur. I mean, you see the wood pile over there. You see where people gather to for food. Um, you don't see a doorway. Go ahead, give me okay. a uh, wisdom save, DC 13. Okay, I spin around and I go, this isn't real. And then, nope, that's a 12. <laughs> you say that out loud, but part of you is not sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are, are you, well, then, um, yeah, uh, yeah. can I just do my, uh, well, that was probably my action then, huh? Okay. Yep. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I don't have anything bonus action I can do. Healing spirit bonus. Ooh, healing spirit's a bonus action. Um, so I plop down on the ground. I sit crisscross applesauce on the ground and uh, summon a healing spirit around me. Um, and it looks like an owl bear. Um, so I get like this um green outline of an owl bear just like envelops my body as I sit on the ground and I try to focus. And like, this isn't real, this isn't real, this isn't real, even though I'm not fully believing myself. And I'm casting that at the highest level I can, which is a level three, uh, which gives me 2d6 healing. Six points. Woo. <laughs> okay, so then that's my turn. Um, okay, so you do that. You say this is not real. Um, you, you have the owl bear heal you as it, it hugs you with its warmth inside your head. You hear someone say, yes, this is not real. This is not real. Prove it. And so you feel that warm spot in your hand once again. You feel the blood pool. Your arm lifts straight ahead of you without you controlling it straight out and hmm. you run right into your house and you hear your voice say, along with this high-pitched voice as if it's coming out of your mouth, I will prove this is not real. All right, so um, you see this bolt of magical energy, dark black energy, shoot out of the blood and strike your father, blowing a hole in his chest. No! You see almost like black magical spider legs just start spreading out from the hole in his chest. And he looks at you with his hands out, begging for some help, something of any kind. Go ahead and give me two saves. Okay. Uh, wait, no, do, we already did the DC 13 wisdom save this turn. Never mind. Go ahead and give me the uh, DC 14 constitution save. <laughs> That's a four. <laughs> Okay, let's go to Garen. It's your turn, my dude. Um, you're sitting there. Uh, Father Koenig is, is just coming to your cell, and this feels like a strange dream reflection of reality, I guess you could say. Are, are you going to do well, anything? Or? I, I know it's not real, um, and <laughs> but just just to be sure, because uh, you when you're talking with uh, Kim, 
you said that it's the blood thing, but I never got hit by the blood. So is this not the blood thing? The the illusion? Okay. Nope. Okay. Um, I don't have any spells to counter. Um, can I attempt to see through the illusion? Yes. Give me a DC 13 wisdom save. Wisdom. Dang. All right. Um, and just for flavor, I'm going to mage hand real quick and slap myself. And it helped because <laughs> okay. that's a 16. So. All right. As you do that. <laughs> You find that you are in what looks like a cell. The the Father Koenig image shatters away, but you find yourself in a large circular room. You are definitely in the tower. You see Zalara acting very strangely over in the corner. She's looking at this creature that's like screaming at her. That's it's tall and misshapen. Its mouth is filled with razor sharp teeth. It's got bald head, almost elfish-like ears and eyes that are bleached blind with or bleached white with blindness and it's screaming at her right in front of you almost as if somehow you missed it because you were so fixated on Zalara where Father Koenig stood is another one of these creatures with its mouth open going you can feel its breath on your face and it smells of death and rotten fruit it's a weird combo <laughs> All right, give me a. Oh, you 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 didn't have that. So, um, you you did that for your turn. I mean, you can move. You can you got you you did your one action, but you got everything else. Um. Well, so I still have my bonus action. So, <laughs> I'm going to use Bigby's hand and impose it between me and that thing that's in front of me. Okay. Awesome. All right. So you you put the hand up, and it does seem to stop it. The creature in front of you. Seems like it has some intelligence, but you can tell that it's not, it's kind of borderline between an animal and it's like a really, it, it seems like a, 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 like maybe a rabid yet really smart dog in the way it's acting. Like, and this moment as it's getting pushed by this, it reminds you of like a dog panicking, like in a cage or when it wants to get some food, but you can tell that there is some thought behind this, this creature. Um, now we are going to go to, well, um, it was the the blood's turn itself, but um, let's see. Everybody's already either infected or away from the blood at this point, right? Oh, wait, no. Wicker. I'm not infected anymore, no. Right, but you're down on the... No, you're not down on the first flight either, are you? I'm down... I'm downstairs, yeah. You're the only one who has... Okay, so it's going to attack you with... It come up in a big wave of... Uh, in a giant... Uh, I feel like I'm going to shield again in a minute. Sanguine blood. Um, and let's see... It's, so uh, 23, I rolled an 18, by the way, so this isn't going to happen too often. Uh, there's no point even shielding because it would still hit me. <laughs> oh, what? Okay. I'm still so used to you being APU. I'm like, eh, that might hit. I don't think so, but maybe. Um, uh, you've cool. got him now. <laughs> That's right. All right, take eight points of uh, necrotic damage. And just so you know, you can't regain any health points till the start of the next turn. Okay. All right, now it is your turn, Wicker. Uh, I'm not infected this time at all, no? No. no. Okay. I. Oh, did it do a wisdom check? Because I'm sanctuaried. Oh, it did not. Hold on. I don't know what the save is. What's that? Uh, DC 18 wisdom check. Oh, um, yeah. This creature's only got a plus one on wisdom, so this is going to be a tough. 19. I'm not joking. 19. Fuck's sake. I'm going to run up to um, Mole, who I believe was going upstairs. Yes. Uh, when I get up. Does he still look in bad shape, or is he looking okay now? Um, well, he's frozen. He's up on the second... Oh, so you're going up to the second landing, because Mole's up there. Yeah, that's where I'd be going. Okay, you're going up to the, the second landing. Um, you walk through... As you uh, get onto the second landing, you, you find yourself in a graveyard. You're walking through an old, rusty 
black and brown gate. It's brown because the rust has turned it that way. The gate itself squeaks and squeals in the breeze, which shoots through the graveyard before you with a whistle. There's no real trees out here. There are, but they're mainly just the husks of a trunk, dead, waiting for a strong wind to knock them down. The graveyard is unmanaged. Brown grass everywhere. Dirt many places. And you know where you're going. You know there's an unmarked grave that holds your body, that this is your fate, and you will never leave here. Well, I mean, what are you doing? When you see that, how do you respond to this? Uh, He knows it's not his. That's not how his story ends. His story has a much better, happier ending. <laughs> um, right, I like I like this guy. Okay, is it a magical effect on him? It is. Yeah, uh, he has a resistance to it, so he gets advantage. Nice. Uh, it's a wisdom savior. Yep. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you rolled a twelve against the DC thirteen. For the first time, maybe in your life. You wonder if that last page in the story of your journey is different than what you envisioned. All right. Unless you have anything else to do. Uh, Before the vision hit me, I would have been not too far away from Mulber, though. I would know I'm close to him. Even though I can't see him and this feels weird, I could still think that I'm close to him. Possibly. You're not, I mean, you're really not sure. For the purpose of saying something out and him hearing it for bardic inspiration on him. Well, you know what? Here's what I'll say. I really like the the character and the fact that he was like, oh, this is fine because it's not me. Um, I was going to say, I I was going to give you advantage on the last roll for that or inspiration. So if you want to use, yeah, we'll say you can. Okay. I want to bardic inspire Mole by saying, don't fall for the story, effectively. Okay. All right. So you'd have a D10, Sam, for bardic inspiration. And if you use it and it, you don't succeed on whatever you're trying to do, you keep it. You get to use it again. What? Uh, it is my ability called Unfailing Inspiration. If you use Bardic Inspiration and it fails, you get to keep the Inspiration dice to use again. Nice. So you get it until it helps you succeed <laughs> at something. Okay. Okay. Um, perfect. Thank you. That's awesome. That's really cool. All yeah, right. The way we've been rolling today, we definitely need that. <laughs> So we'll come around to the top of the the order then, if you're done. And uh, yeah, me. Mole, you're standing once again, shackled, frocked in front of the um, this council in the heart of Crux itself, in the great cathedral, in the great hall of the great cathedral. And they say, Mole, you stand before us accused of heresy. You have proclaimed that Theos is not the one true god. How do you meet these charges? Um, so hearing kind of that that inspiration, um, Mole is going to kind of try and pierce through this and not because they, they know that this can't possibly be happening. Um, but uh, uh, he's going to yell back at them. Um, I am not guilty of heresy yet and then um they're going to yeah they're going to kind of pierce this um we have confidence in your faith yeah Uh, well being heretical against the church is not is different than not having faith um that's true that's true very true Go ahead and roll, uh, give me a, a, a wisdom save, DC 13. Don't forget your bardic inspiration. Cool. Um, I won't have to use it quite yet, because that was a 22. 
Nice. All right. Nice. A 22. And so that all shatters around you. And you see you're standing in a room, much like I described before. It is the, the circular landing of the tower. You see Zalara and your new friend, whose name you haven't received, the uh, ginger tag along, is standing there. And they both seem to be looking at something that's not in the room. Zalara has a creature standing in front of her, definitely about to stalk her. Um, you see one coming in from a uh, the, the stairwell across the way that would lead up. One starting to come down. And these creatures, of course, once again, the blind creatures, bald teeth sticking out. Basically think like uh, if Nosferatu and the creatures from The Descent had a baby. That's what this looks like. Um, oh, that's good. crazy. That's exactly the mental image I had in my head. I was going to go Nosferatu, right? Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, so uh, they're all standing there ready to pounce. And that's where we'll call the episode. Thanks for listening to Beholder's Eye Season 3, Episode 8, Eel of Flesh. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Beholder's iPod. Sign up and get some awesome content. Make sure to check out our website, BeholdersEyeCast.com, and follow us on Twitter at BeholdersEyePod. You can follow Ryan at DuffDuffTheThird, Ben at Miro4D2, Kim at MetsGirl, and Sam at Samsalot007. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Editing, Music, and Effects by Sam Canary. Music from filmmusic.io Curse of the Scarab Clash Defiant and our story begins all by Kevin McLeod filmmusic.io forward slash standard license sound effects by zapsplat.com 